Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast, where no ask is ever too big. I'm Tara Renzi. And I'm Brooke Run. We are on a mission to give women confidence to rise and be bold, ask for what they desire, and be who they came to be. But if you want all that, you're going to have to put a little ask into it. We know that all asks come in different shapes and sizes, but the bigger the ask, the bigger the win. Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast. to the 2024 Big Ass Podcast. Tara Rinzi, here's my amazing, beautiful, talented, smart co-host, Brooke Rodemont. Say hi, Brooke. I just love you. Happy 2024, guys. We're so excited to be here back in the studio. 2024. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It is. I was telling my kids, I was like, you know what's crazy? I'm like, well, one, you guys were born in 2007 and nine, which seems like the longest time ago. I'm like, and it just seems like yesterday we were actually partying like it's 1999. And we were like, can you believe when he wrote the song that he actually thought that we would be partying like it's 1999? <laughs> that was 25 damn years ago. Isn't that insane? Those were the good old days though, right? Like 1999, 1990s, 1980s. Like, I don't know. I just, it's flying by. Like I remember thinking in my twenties, which is like around what I was 1980. So like the 2000 thinking, are we ever going to get to 2020? You know what I mean? And here we are in 2024. And yes. it just seems like it's so. It's wild. When I was in college, just a little trivia for you guys listening. I was a theater and voice major, actually went to college on a theater and voice scholarship. And I was in the musical hair, which this was like 96. So that musical is about the seventies. It was 25 years before we were in college. Now that, when we were pretending <laughs> that we were in the 70s, it was like a charade, okay? Just so you uh -huh. know, that is the difference between now and 1999. I know. That is so wild. That is so wild. Yeah. Isn't that yes. crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So here we are, 2024. It's a new year. New goals, new beginnings, new starts. And let's talk about that, Tara. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Everybody sets their resolutions. Everybody flies out of the gates. Like we're going to kick ass. We're going to go. And then uh, we get snowed in and ice. And we're we like, do. Oh, this we looks do. a little different. Yeah. <laughs> and then here we are three weeks in. And usually it's around this time where the goals are gone. Like you aren't, you aren't eating as healthy as you thought you were. You aren't working out and sticking to it like you thought you were. Your business is not as booming as you thought it was going to be in the three weeks that you've been at it. And so today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to really build a sustainable business and, and keep with your goals and allow grace and just be very intentional. So, yeah. So in total transparency, Brooke, mm -hmm. what was your like, come out of the gates? Like, this is it. What did mm -hmm. you say you were going to do and where are you at? Okay. So total transparency. I didn't actually set any resolutions or goals um, for 2024. What I knew I wanted to do was I wanted to create more. I've been a hustler my entire life. I'm, a, I'm an overachiever, um, recovering perfectionist. <laughs> I have built multiple successful businesses, all built on hustle. And ultimately, for years, it's taken me away from my family. It's taken me away from the things that I truly love in this life. And I wanted to do things differently. I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but I was literally praying because I just didn't want to build a business the way I was doing it anymore. And I literally heard the word soft come into my awareness. 
And so I knew that I needed to soften my approach, not just in business, but in my marriage and my relationship with my kids and, you know, in my relationship with myself, I need to give myself grace. And so I went into this year knowing that I was going to approach it a lot differently. Now I've created these soft practices for myself that I had every intention of practicing on a daily basis. Have I kept up with those? No, I haven't. I mean, just be completely transparent. There are things that you know, I want to promise myself and keep those promises every day, but life happens. I mean, my kids have been home, what seems like the entire January, <laughs> you know? Right. And so yes. it's, it's hard to do those things, but I know now and being a seasoned business owner that I have got to allow myself to live and enjoy life and to give myself grace. And when I fall off, I get back on, I don't sabotage myself, you know, and just keep going. So I'm a work in progress in 2024, Tara, basically is what I'm telling you. But I'm definitely changed my approach. We're 23 um, days in. I think you're kicking ass. Well, thank you. I love you. How about you? Like, what have your goals look like? So I decided, you know, I made up this program, Fit in 40, where it was like, um, no drinking except for two days a week. I mean, it had other stuff like exercise, make your bed, eat a diet, all this. Well, two days into the year, we all got hit with the stomach flu. So that pretty much effed up my fit and 40 almost instantly because there was no making of the beds. There was no exercising. There was no eating a proper diet. I wasn't drinking. That was good. Um, so you know what? Like for me, I've always gone back to like, I think so many times we have these grandioso plans and it comes back to like what matters most? Like where are you really trying to move the needle? And for me, I really realized that I had to really change my relationship with alcohol and get intentional on weeknights because what happens is, and I kind of joked with uh, my with my husband, I was like, so I'm going to go back to this where I will not drink during the week. And then slowly over the year, it'll ratchet up. <laughs> it'll become summer. It'll be like, oh, we're at the pool. It's okay. And then, you know, after that, you're like, oh, wait, it's, I, I've had, I've been drinking four, you know, three nights a week and then it'll be four. And then by the time like Thanksgiving rolls in, it's just like a bender through the end of the year. <laughs> like you're actually counting down the days where you don't have to go to a party. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's and so you're like, true. I just don't want to drink. I'm tired of eating a bunch of crap, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it that's power right. through until the end of the year. <laughs> just gonna just gonna start again January first, which you know. So funny. I have been good. I have yeah. not. I have totally kept to my um, only drinking two days a week. The bed hasn't gotten made all the way every day. I have done a really good job of counting my macros and really staying focused on my protein and giving myself that one day of whatever exercise, all that. And I think that that's like what matter, like everyone needs to remember, like we set all these things. The truth is what matters most. Like what is the one thing you were trying to move in your life, in your business? And if we focus it really on that one thing, which for me was at age 40, almost seven here is getting, I have to, like, my body's just different. Like I can't eat and have wine and everything like I used to, like, I just don't respond the same. And so I really needed to make some like lifestyle changes in that, um, which I've actually really enjoyed. And because I was ready to do it and I really wanted to do it and it was important to me and it was fulfilling, I've been able to stick with that one part of it. So I would say that anyone who feels like, oh, I fell off the plan or whatever, like, what is the one thing that you really want to make a change in? Focus on that one thing. That's right. That's right. And I think like what I've talked to, you know, quite a few women that shared, it's like, they just want to make themselves a priority. You know, I think that as women, especially as business owners, the last thing we do is take care of ourselves because I don't, I mean, for me, I've got a young, I got two young kids, you know, um, I'm trying to be the best mom that I could be. I'm trying to run a, you know, run a business and be a wife and, 
taking care of me has always fallen on the back burner. You know, I say I'm going to work out, you know, four days a week. And then it's like two days a week. You know, I say I'm going to eat healthy all the time. And then I don't stick to the plan. And so this year was for me was to do what I say I'm going to do, you know, when it comes to taking care of myself, make myself a priority. So that way I can be the good mom, the good friend, the good wife, the good business owner, and all of those kind of things. Right. Well, also brings me to what I'm trying to always incorporate and everything that I'm doing now is just being incredibly mindful and very intentional in the things that Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Whereas I feel as women, I'm just going to speak for myself, we're so, we're so much out of our bodies all the time. We're not even in tune with our minds and ourselves because we are balancing so much. We have so many roles. And so I think being very mindful and intentional about what we're eating, about if we say we're going to work out, like trying to stick to it, you know, those kind of things are what I'm trying to apply in 2024. So, right. So before we dive back into more, because I want to talk more about soft, I love this term. Mm-hmm. It's so feminine. But it is powerful too. And then we'll talk Mm -hmm. about fulfilling things, which is really Mm -hmm. what I focus on and accomplish things. But I love how you said, just to go down this quick, like a girly rabbit hole about like putting ourselves first because we put everyone else first. So years ago, I started making like, it's kind of like like, silly resolutions, but like I used to never get my nails done. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what? Like, I'm just getting my nails done. Like, I'm going to either do my nails or take care of my nails. And it was just one thing. And people would be like, that's your resolution. (laughs) Yes, it is because that's, you know, I'm out about like having my nails manicured. I just show up differently. I'm not as, you know, I'm not afraid to talk with my hands. I'm more confident, whatever. So this year I, um, I got this lash kit because I was like, I'm going to learn how to do my own lashes. Cause you know, I've never done lashes. First off, my boys were like, that's your resolution. <laughs> You're going to learn to do lashes. Uh, I have crashed and burned both times. I've tried to put on the damn lashes. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's such a pain in the ass. I, I've tried to buy the glue, the eyeliner glue. Oh my God. I, I love you. I love so you. Okay. I'm going to, I am going to learn how to do damn lashes because, because I said I was, and I'm going to learn how to do it. And you always have the best lashes. And I'm just okay. a girl with like, not great lashes, but I, just so you know, if you're failing at your resolution, I'm failing at learning how to put on lashes, <laughs> but I will master it. Check okay. back in with me. This is so funny that you're bringing this up. Number one, I shook all my nails off. So I have no nails right now. Number two, I just took my lashes off because I wanted to give my lashes a break. I've had them off for, I've had them on for a couple of years now. I also bought a lash kit, Tara, and it was a complete shit show. I had black glue all over my hands. My fingers were sticking to the tweezers. It took me 45 minutes for one eye. I got those damn things on. Then it took me eight minutes for the other eye because I had like almost perfected it at that point. And I didn't love the lashes themselves. They were way too thick. I looked ridiculous. So I ripped them off the very next day. Lashify. I think that's what I need to try. I got, um, those are the individual ones. Yeah, that's what I got. But I got the, their flutter. Um, I can't remember the name of them. Anyway, I've figured it out. I ordered a new pair, some new pairs so I can oh, you over some new pairs. Well, we pars. need to have a lash party. And if you're listening and you've got a lash tip for us, <laughs> you need to let us know what it is oh, because I actually got, so I don't really love the way lashes look on me, especially in pictures. They just, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the way my eyes are kind of set. The shape. Like, the shape of them but mm-hmm. one I feel like I look like a trans dude mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like I look like one of my brothers wearing lashes and it, it makes me look very I don't know what it is so someone was like get brown lashes so oh. I did get the brown lashes and I will say if I could actually figure out how to uh to do it 
then you know well maybe, maybe maybe we should do a live we should we should set a date and do a live uh lash session at your house maybe next week okay i got up. house of lashes okay okay i got flood or something i don't remember the name of them my friend recommended them i mean i know how to do them now i mean it was i was so frustrated i was yeah. literally sitting oh in it my is sink. yeah it is and then it, and, it makes you want to drink Oh yeah, makes sure it brings out all the worst things. I, and then mm -hmm. I was like, then of course, what happens is it's like it knows the world knows. So all I'm served up now are lash, uh -huh. freaking Instagram commercials where they're like, "This was so easy." I'm like, "No, bitch, it's really not that easy." No, no, it's not. I was watching one video after another, YouTube, like trying to figure it out, sitting in the sink, like freaking sticky sticks to myself. I mean, it was a disaster. But oh, anyway. I just went with the lash blue. I just wore the the brown lash blue as eyeliner. Because <laughs> I was like, "F this! I can't get these lashes on, and I'm not about to redo my makeup." So I just, took, I just put lash glue uh, all over his eyeliner. Oh my god, that is so damn funny. Well, we're gonna get it figured out, T. We're gonna get you some okay. lashes on next week. Okay. We'll get it figured out. Yeah, that's all right. Back funny. to what matters most, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening, it is not lashes. Although no. this is the fun, girly stuff that we love about the show. But let's, but let's this lead us perfectly into your mm. word soft which I think is like a super powerful feminine word. And it is it something is. that I shifted in my life, really when I decided to start my career at speaking in this whole Be Who You Came To Be journey of authoring a book, I had to become very soft to make this business and this work because you cannot push. Mm -mm. You, you can't cannot push. push. No, you can't push. And that was the whole thing for me is that I've always come out of the gate so strong and so pushing myself to the point of burnout. Every time I've done a business, it grew very quickly. Um, I had great success, but at the end of the day, I was like exhausted. I wasn't able to enjoy my business, you know? And so when I was like, the heard the word soft came into my awareness, I was like, I get it. I get what I need to do here. I need a more soft approach to business, meaning just trusting that the actions mm -hmm. I'm taking on a daily basis are enough and they are moving the needle in my business and that I don't have to be working eight to 10 hours a day and driving myself crazy to get where I want to be like, yeah. and also soften in my approach on who I am being, you know, I mm -hmm. was raised by my dad. You get this, right. I was raised by my dad. We've been in the business world for a long time. You can kind of take on that masculine energy, right. Whereas the soft is you're really softening as a woman, softening into that approach of, leaning in and trusting more versus pushing and hustling and trying to get where you want to be very mm -hmm. quickly. Right. Well, and I love the masculine feminine because I have a lot of, I've been told I have a lot of masculine energy, even though you know that I'm actually, as a human being, I'm actually very soft. I'm yes. very sensitive. I, um, you know, I, I, every, like love is really at the core of like all yes. of my friendships, everything yep. I do. Um, You're but when I think about person. But when I think about like, like take like masculine versus feminine energy, like feminine energy is soft, masculine. We have all the armor on, yep. you know, which is heavy and hard. And when yep. we can actually just take that off and truly be who we came to be at our core right. self, which is most women, I think is soft. Right. And I agree. It with is that. love. Yeah, it is love. But I think the thing is, and what we talked about a little bit earlier is so many women are operating outside their bodies, they're operating outside themselves, which brings up more of that masculine energy, because when you're more mindful and actually in your body operating and aware of your body and, and just everything going on in your mind and all that kind of stuff, it softens you, which actually builds more of a connection with your kids, with your family, with your friends, 
But in the mm-hmm. business setting, a lot of women are able to do that because they're in that hustle. They're in that just constantly trying to figure out how to make things happen so fast that it takes the softness away. Right. And, and go ahead. And, and I think they're just not honoring the journey of where yes. they're at right now. You know, yes. whenever I shifted into to starting my business and, and speaking, I remember Heather White, my life coach that I work with forever. I've talked about her before was like, enjoy where you're at. She's like, I know this is going to be very hard for you. You're in this creative mode. Nothing is structured. It was literally like, talk about soft. Like it was just a big ball of, of ideas. Yeah. Um, there was no structure to it. She's like, you will miss this because eventually you're going to be it. You're going to be in the hamster wheel. You're going to be, yeah. and this is where I'm at this year, which I'm, I'm loving. It's, it's fun to be where I'm at, but I also have to honor that softness of like, Hey, you know, like it was so great. This, this whole month of January, like I had gigs at the beginning. I have a gig at the end. I've kind of had this few weeks. Kids have been out of school, slept it. Yeah. I've been like, oh, <laughs> no school. Sweet. Alarm off. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to lay here in bed and then I want to get up and make my kids lunch. And like the work will always be there. That's right. And they won't be. And I think that goes back to this, like, you don't have to be a hard charger. You don't have to be climbing Mount Everest all the time. And we were talking about before we got on the call, the Forbes um, 100 most powerful women list that just came out, 80% are over the age of 50. 80%. That's right. That's right. Here's the thing, guys. We can try to force things and we can try to run to the finish line and sprint to get there. But I... I always tell my clients, you have to fall in love with the process. You have to get obsessed with the process. The reality is 80% of women that are what millionaires, is that right? Are it was, over, well, it was the hundred most powerful women, most powerful women over the age of 50. It's a journey. It's a process. Like those women didn't just get there overnight. They've been at it. They've been working at it. You know, they've been, you know, mindful and intentional and all those things to get to where they are. It doesn't happen overnight. And for us right. to rush to the finish line and rush to get to the result, you're missing the point. And right. I'm and I'm speaking for myself. Like this is me. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, and I think that you could push, you could rush the expense of what? Like that's what exactly. you have to ask yourself. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I posted yesterday on my Instagram this little heart that it was inspired by listening to Adam Hamilton's sermon. He's doing this whole like series on love. And he was talking about misguided love and how we long for things like we're humans, right? So whether that be power, money, success, lust. Um, I mean, he was, I loved how vulnerable he was even like, if you, if you've been married, you've been tempted, like mm-hmm. you've been tempted. That is misdirected love because you're human. So you have to be like, Hey, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to direct my love back to where it belongs and where I know I will be, it will feel good and will be safe and whatever. He's like, cause misdirected love never, it, it always ends in a, in a train wreck always. Mm-hmm whether that be power, success. And he, you know, we talked, he was using examples of like people who put their career over family and it's cost them their marriage, it's cost them their relationship with their children. And I think that that's back to this whole soft thing. It's like, it's okay to have love at the center of what we do. And you don't have to be a hard charging, crazy person to go find success. And especially for women, because, you know, we've talked about before too, how I get so frustrated with all the studies that come out about so many women are exiting the corporate world. Well, mm-hmm. they're not just sitting around uh, make, eating bonbons. Like mm-hmm. they're exiting the corporate world to go find something that works for their life and for That's their right. family and for what matters most to them. That's right. So let's stop acting like that's a bad thing. Like change the jobs, change that's the way right. these corporations work. If you really want women in them, because 
you know, age 30 is about the time a lot of women start having kids. I mean, it used to be younger. Mm-hmm. Women used to have younger and now it's even creeping up into 40s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have different priorities and it's not just success outside of the home that we're after. That's right. And I think a lot of women now more than ever are learning that at such a much earlier age, like what you're saying is that they want to have that work-life balance, which I honestly think we never get. I think one gets, you know, than the other, but I think people are leaning more towards understanding that I want to be with my family. (laughs) I want to be the best mom that I could be. I want to have um, my whole life that's centered around love and my business centered around love and serving my people but I want to do it in such a way that doesn't take away from my main priorities, which what you said right earlier before we got on the call was God, you mm-hmm. know, your family, then your business and your community. I think I saw mm-hmm. your heart, right? That's what it was. Right, right. And I think we're learning at a much earlier age now more than ever, like what our priorities are. And I think like what you're saying, the corporate world has got to, they've got to change the way things are right now. Because yeah, if they want women working. in the jobs, that's right. If they want women in the jobs. Them. Yeah, yeah. it's not conducive to how women want to live anymore. They're just not willing to sacrifice the family like they were before to get to the, up the ladder, you know? Right. Well, because I think we we live and we learn, right? And like what, mm-hmm. again, it goes back to what matters most. And, you know, I think about, you know, we, we talk about comparison. And, you know, when I look around at the speaking world of people who have written books and, and spoken, if you actually look at a lot of the women, they are in their 50s by the time mm-hmm. their careers and their messages start to take off. And I think a lot of that is just... Uh, probably social proof and time and and Mm -hmm. credibility. But I also think a lot of them will tell you that they had to be intentional about what they were doing without disrupting what mattered most. And I I know you love Mel Robbins. She's been open about that, about Mm -hmm. how, you know, there was a time where she's like, I can't keep doing this. It's going to cost me my family Mm -hmm. if I keep traveling the way I am. Because, you know, as much as she was doing. So that's when she shifted it out. She put it into the podcast and now she's got this like best, you know, top podcast and everything she's doing because she just, redirected her intentions of how she was showing up versus feeling like she had to be on the stage every week. That's right. Where I make it happen. Where I think that's for me, like that was my shift this year. It's like, okay, this soft approach now has allowed me where to, to turn it off when my kids are home, you know, obviously I met Mel Robbins by any means, but you know, for me, what's working in my life is when my kids are home, I want to be present and mindful with my kids and my husband. Like, I don't want to be worrying about, did I do enough today in my business? I just need to know that the couple hours that I'm working are full. I'm mindful. I'm intentional. And I'm trusting that it's enough. And it will be. You know what I mean? And that takes strategy, obviously, and and really takes you being intentional and understanding what's actually the actions are going to move the needle in your business. But it's, you know, it's shifting priorities. And I think I've talked to quite a few women just this year since I've been sharing this, that that's what is mattering to them. They want to do things differently in business, you know? Right. And they want, um, unfortunately, they want and need permission. Mm-hmm. They need, you know, we and do. That, the only person that can give you permission to do that is yourself. That's right. It's you. It's, you That's know, right. and I remember during the pandemic, whenever my speaking business fell apart, I am such an achiever that I was like, well, maybe this is just the universe telling me that I need to go a different direction because I could do real estate and I would be kick ass at this. And I was like going through all the things that I could go and excel in because that was where I was like, I just have to be successful. Mm-hmm. Where, At that point in time, I had to have this like major come to Jesus with myself of like, what matters most? Where Mm -hmm. is my love? And what is going to be fulfilling to me? And it wasn't going out and chasing a a job to have quote unquote success. It was staying the course with what I'm doing, knowing that it was going to take a lot longer than I ever thought it would. 
to get the, you know, the motion go to get the business churning at the rate that I wanted. Um, but one thing that you've, that you taught me, Brooke, and I, I, I'm so intentional about this is that, you know, we always do stuff by the power of one, Mm -hmm. this idea of like, we touch one person, we reach one person, we, and we go by that. And it's everything is, if we go, if we actually live our lives by the power of one in every situation, whether that be when we're with our husband, right? Power of one, I'm going to focus all my energy on you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Power of one, when we're with our children, um, you know, all that with our friends, with our, when we're in our work, whatever we, it's just, it's different. It and is it, different. And it's manageable. Yes. It's manageable. Like even walking into a grocery store, like just smiling at somebody, <laughs> That one yeah. person, I mean, you have no idea that can change their life. And then that trickles on to the next person. You know, I, w- when I taught the power of one, it was really about creating your content for the one person, because we get so caught up in the vanity metrics of our business. You know, mm-hmm. how many people are liking it? How many people are engaging with it? How many comments we're getting? And then you get discouraged. But if you really just write your content to connect with that one specific person, just that one person, you'll actually connect with many because right. you're, you're really making a change with that one person. And that's really right. all that matters. You know, it's like right. for you, when you do your speaking engagements, I mean, you can, you captivate the entire room, but it's like, you are really speaking to each person individually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, I, cool. I've shifted everything. I go back to that yeah. power of one. I mean, before every speech, I get in a corner and I pray, like, let me reach one person in this room who needs this message to actually keep going. Because yes. so many people, they're ready to throw in the towel, not just on their business, but on life in general. Right. Like they, they feel hopeless. They feel like they don't matter. They feel like they're not enough, that they're not making an impact. And, you know, you just brought up the grocery store. I did this. Um, I, I started researching really the, the reach that we have as individuals. Oh, I'd share this at the big ass that it's 80,000 people in your lifetime mm-hmm. that you come into contact with in some form or another where you have the power to change their day. So like you said, how are you showing up at the grocery store? Mm-hmm. What about when, you know, you're at a stoplight and someone looks over at you and you just smile at them? Like, that's right. It's these little tiny interactions that can change the trajectory of someone's entire day, potentially the course of their life. Everything. Just by being Everything. kind that's and, right. and going back to this love. That's right. Going back do. to the love. And I think people, more importantly, just want to be seen. They want to be felt like they're being seen. You know what I mean? So, smiling at somebody or complimenting somebody like I've been doing this since I was a little kid I would if I saw a beautiful woman I would tell her even when I was little I would walk up your hair is so pretty I can't tell you like when somebody does that to me or just smiles it changes it it changes like what is the word I'm looking for like everything inside like yourselves you know is what it feels like you know yeah and so I just I just think it's starting with the power of fulfilling it's Mm -hmm. fulfilling it you know when I um, I have paused the writing of my book, which we will have to, we should do another episode about like stuff that like, it goes back to the whole, like, I just needed to get soft and I was charging at this book. And it's not the way you write a book is by being like, I'm going to write the book. It's you have to like, the writing will be there when it's ready. Cause all the ideas in this entire book is inside of me. I know it is, but what was coming out on the paper was not what I wanted. And it's mm-hmm. as a reader, that's very frustrating. <laughs> you know, when you're like, wait a second, I have, it's all inside of me, but I don't know how to say it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I paused the book. I'm still working. I've got some other things in the works right now, but I, when I was doing the, um, the skinny mirror chapter, which 
I might actually end up just releasing a chapter, just this chapter specifically, because it's all about body image and women. And one of the gals who reached out to me was a, a girl that I grew up with who was, she, she was just heavier. Her whole life, she's been heavier. And she was like, you know, I love that you're talking about body image because for me, I always hid behind clothes. Um, you know, I was never really comfortable. And she's like, it's changed for me. She's like, you know, I, she's like, yes, I have to manage my weight. She's like, I will never be skinny. I will probably always be quote unquote overweight. She's like, and I said, well, what did you do to change that, to shift that? And she said, I started complimenting people. Mm. She said, and by complimenting other women, it gave me, it made me feel good about who I was. Uh. And I literally just, I mean, when she, when she was writing this to me, I was like, oh my God, this is so true. Mm -hmm. Like how we treat others is how we treat ourselves. And when we show up for others and we, we lead with love, like it just changes everything. It does. And I have to say that you are one of the, you're so amazing at that. If you are, you are always one to root other women on compliment them. Like you lead the way in so many ways like that. I mean, well, you really so do. do. You. So oh. do you, boo. Oh, well, thanks, boo. But I'm just, it is, it literally, when you make somebody else feel good, it makes you feel good. It just does. You know, it's, it's awesome. just, a cool. so my kids, every single morning before they get out of the car, I ask them, how are you going to brighten someone's day today? I my, love that. My son will get in the car and he'll say, mom, I told so-and-so I really liked his coat. And he smiled really big. Yeah. Or I mom. Yeah. Or mom, I gave him the ball. And then my daughter, who's a little bit more shy, like she'll do it with her friends. I gave her half of my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And she just was, she loved it, mommy. But it's like, you have to teach your kids that first of all, not everybody's living the life that you're living. You know, not everybody has the joy or goes home to a happy home. And so if you can brighten someone's day some way, somehow, you have no idea what people are going through. It changes you too. You know, it does. It so, does. Yeah. yeah. I always say, leave them better. Give them a compliment. I remember Jack would be like, I went up and told the cafeteria, like that pizza was bomb. It was so good today. <laughs> By the way, that, that means good. Uh-huh. It yeah, was bomb ass good. good. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, we are, when we wrapped up our first show of 2024, we have so much more content for you. And what we really want to know is what do you want to see from us? We've got to get our Instagram going again, which just goes back to like another thing to do. We, we have found a recording studio, so we are going to be able to crank out more episodes, um, with really being intentional. Yes. But we want to know, like, what are some topics you want us to talk about? Like, is it parenting? Is it relationships? Is it, you know, work? Like public events? Like, do you, want to, do you want us to talk about, do you want us to weigh in on all the craziness that's going on? Yes. It would be funny for us to bring like a wacky story every week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just to oh, have a little commentary on. There is plenty out there. There's plenty out there. So. Did you see the guy who jumped into the fish tank at Bass Pro Shop naked? Tara, when you posted that reel in your stories, I had to watch it like three times. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. What in God's name had him get naked in the middle of Bass Pro? And it had to be drugs. And you said, I give his, what did his dive like a, like a eight or something. I mean, it was so funny. I was like, oh my God. Yes. Yes. But people are losing their damn minds out there. They are. They are. I mean, you jump into a, uh, you get buck naked and jump into a, a, a tank at Bass Pro Shop. Like you, you've lost your damn mind. Just from now on, listeners, just use it as your, as your perspective. Like, well, I didn't jump in. I didn't get naked and jump into the uh, fish tank at Bass Pro Shop. I haven't had that bad not, of a day. No, we haven't had that bad of a day. It's not that bad, you know. Not oh that my bad. gosh. 
Well, this was a fun episode. I loved it. Happy 2024. Give yourself grace, you know, and just yeah. try and, to find the joy. Find a pace that's good and just, yes. just be present with where you're at. The work will always be there. The work that's will right. always be there. It's not going anywhere. Not going and anywhere. Um, I think this, this idea of soft, what's fulfilling and really ask yourself what matters most. That's right. What matters Indeed. most. Yeah. I love it. All right. You, you came to be. That's right. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode 2024. We're going to be doing more in 24, more episodes, more content, more chats, more vulnerability, and us just showing up apologetically as ourselves. You're listening to the Big Ass Podcast. We hope you love the show and tune in for the next one. We love you guys. Have a great week. Bye.